Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica and I've got my windows open and the birds are chirping outside. It is officially spring here in New York. I went for a walk in the park earlier this week and the cherry blossoms are just in their bud form waiting to bust open. And that's the perfect metaphor for where we are because we are in this state right now where we're waiting to bust open. And we have the new moon in Aries on Sunday, the 11th of April. So this week is really a preparation for that new moon. And when you're in this finishing phase of the moon cycle, when you're in the last week of the moon cycle, it's the time of going inward, the time of getting quiet. And I talk about this every month when we enter this time, because I think it's so sacred and it's so important. We really celebrate the full moon. We really celebrate the new moon. We love newness in our culture, but this time of ending is so sacred. So there are a lot of endings happening. There's a lot of moving through karmic patterns, uh, processing some skaras, which are psychological imprints that we have with us since childhood. That's from the yogic tradition, but I think it really applies to what's going on astrologically. And what's going on for us all the time as human beings. I mean, the reason the yogis were so smart was because they took a lot of time to study themselves and they wrote down some of that stuff they figured out and now we have it. So these samskaras, these psychological imprints and memories, they impact the way we live our life. And that is what kicks off that cycle of what we call karma. Karma means action in Sanskrit. So when we're talking about Saturn, we're often talking about karma. But that doesn't mean that we're just talking about the actions you take. It's talking about the actions you take as a response of the conditioning that you have and the samskaras, the memories and the psychological imprints that you have within you. And so when you go to a really good psychotherapist, you unpack some of that stuff and you get to take away some of that burden and free yourself of that karma or those actions that you might have taken had you still been under the false filter of who you thought you were burdened by that imprint or burdened by that pattern. So this week, Saturn is having a really nice conversation with the nodes and the nodes we call the nodes of fate in astrology because they have to do with our karma, what we've done and our dharma, what we're here to do. So I bring this up because Saturn is still king of the sky. Almost all of the planets are still talking to Saturn and he's in charge. Now, Mars is currently the only planet that is not blocked between the nodes. So all the planets are on one side of the sky, blocked in between the north and the south node. So when Mars got to the other side of the nodes, it kind of felt like we started to break through something. 
And it's now feeling like that even more. So what I'm saying is there's a real opportunity to do some work here and to work with Saturn and untangle yourself from some of those emotional patterns and habits and things that hold you back and burden you and hold you down. And I've been seeing that myself in my own work with my therapist. I've been seeing that myself in my own relationships. And so there's been a feeling as we enter this spring and we do a lot of reminiscing on where we were last spring. Today I had a moment of feeling, or all week really, I've been having these moments of like, oh my God, a year ago I had so much fear. A year ago I was so unsure and so uncertain. So this is a moment where we're just letting go of some of those burdens and letting go of some of that heaviness that we've been carrying around and maybe it's been for one year and maybe it's been for a lifetime. So onto the astrology of the week, I just wanted to share that with you because Saturn is talking to the nodes. Saturn does represent karma. We are in a really potent moment and we're making choices. When we're talking to the nodes, we're making choices and you're making choices this week, whether or not you know it, that are going to have an impact on your life. So choose wisely. We're in the process of rebirth. We are breaking through to the other side. It's an emotional time and we're all working with our own stuff and we're still working with the collective stuff because we're still living in a crazy society and there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and there's a lot of crazy stuff that we're watching on the news and there's a lot of injustice and there's a lot of things that are maddening and we're taking that in too. So it's a lot and if you're feeling the emotions bubble this week, you're not alone. Mercury is in Aries. Remember when Mercury is in Aries, that means you have no filter. I live with this, so I'm pretty used to it. You are really direct when Mercury is in Aries. You are clear and to the point, and it doesn't matter if the truth is brutal. It doesn't matter if your opinion is hurtful. You might just let it out. You might want to just take a breath before you speak. The water signs get a bad rap for being the emotional ones. They are emotional, but they don't necessarily express it. Fire signs are not only emotional, but also express it. So when you have Mercury in a fire sign, you're going to take that emotion and put it out there. So there's a lot of Mercury and Aries going on right now. I've been seeing it on Instagram, on stories. People are just raging all over the place. So there might be some rage bubbling up and you might want to go and let it out whether it be on Instagram or with a friend or at a dinner, if you're now going out, because people are now going out, you know, we're really, we are really being rebirthed into the world right now. So be mindful and take a deep breath before you speak, because it's always easier to pause, reflect on what you're going to say and not say something hurtful than to do the cleanup after you've said something hurtful. And just remember, here's the thing, Mercury and Aries, we might be direct and we might speak our mind and we might hurt people's feelings when we do that, but we're really good at forgiving quickly. So if you hurt someone, just, you know, use that same vocal expression to fix the situation. Okay, Sun and Venus are still together. They're traveling very closely, which is really nice for us. We have the good vibes of Sun and Venus vibing off each other until mid-April, which we talked about last week. 
we're learning to put ourselves first again. If you have gotten away from taking care of yourself throughout the past year, Sun and Venus together in Aries really reminded you that taking care of you helps you take care of others. Taking care of you has to come first. Aries is a very independent sign. It's an individualistic sign. It is a sign that at times can be selfish, but sometimes we need to put ourselves first. That's not necessarily a selfish act. And we can learn that right now with so many planets in Aries. So this week on Tuesday the 6th, we have Venus sextiling Mars. And so this is really seems like a not big deal, right? Because Venus and Mars, they are the planets of love, relationships, sex. They're close together. They talk to each other pretty frequently under normal circumstances. But in 2020, they actually only had one harmonious aspect. And that's not a lot for them. So the fact that they've already had a trine this year, and now they're having a sextile, the first of two, and they're going to have a conjunction in April, this is really good. My friend Catherine Urban, I watched her YouTube video this week. She was saying how we're relating again, and that makes sense. We are relating again to one another. And that is what's so nice about having this Venus sextile Mars on Tuesday. Now, early in the week is pretty good. We're feeling pretty good early in the week this week. Things get a little bit more challenging as we get later in the week. Friday is really the day that's going to be on the more challenging side. Friday, April 9th, we have Mercury conjunct Chiron, which means that you have an opportunity with that Mercury in Aries, which I warned you about, to voice your pain. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Now, it's a great thing if you're talking to your therapist. It's a great thing if you're talking to your best friend. Not a great thing if you voice your pain in the midst of an argument with your partner or in a situation where you're bringing out the daggers. So on Friday, if you can book some time to do some healing work with your therapist, talk to your best friend, whatever it is that you do to work through your stuff, that might be a good day to put aside some time. With this Mercury and Aries, you can have a brutal delivery. So if something pokes at you on Friday, really take that extra deep breath before you respond. Because Mercury and Aries is incredibly reactive. Also on Friday, we have Mars square Neptune. Now Mars is our will, our determination, our ability to get things done and to get going and to get to the gym. And it really makes us move. Mars is great. Mars is currently in Gemini. So sometimes you want to move, but you don't know how you want to move because Gemini can be a little bit indecisive. It can also have two options or two truths or two directions. So a lot of people are feeling like Mercury is retrograde right now, and it's not. But Mars and Gemini can make it so that we have to repeat things or we have to do them twice. So this Mars square Neptune can be a little challenging because Neptune's in Pisces. He's there for a long time. We've talked a little bit about Neptune over the past few months. He's been part of our story. And Neptune is our dreams. It's our meditative state. It's where we go to connect with spirit. But it can have a lot to do with guilt tripping. It can have a lot to do with people pulling the wool over our eyes. So when Mars squares Neptune, there can be a few ways this plays out. 
one way is that you just feel like your confidence got dinged and you don't feel super confident in taking action. This can zap our energy. So if you feel zapped on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or anytime this week, it is the end of the moon cycle. Give yourself permission to rest. That's a great way to respond to this particular transit. It can make you believe in fantasies that aren't really tangible or attainable. It can increase guilt tripping. It might have people coming up with a great offer that is too good to be true, in which case it probably is too good to be true. It can increase suspicion or fear mongering. Now, a healthy dose of suspicion with this transit is good, but too much suspicion can take over your mind and fear mongering. It can bring up fear mongering from other people. It can also bring up gossiping or takedowns. Mars is aggressive. It rules war. So it can be like, okay, there are some people that are scamming us and we're going to go take them down. It could be that energy because a square, remember a 90 degree square, that's a conflict. And there is a little bit of that going on right now. I'm definitely seeing that. And those things might be important and they might need to happen. And remember, we're working with nodes and Saturn this week. So we're talking karma and that could be how it ends up. But since you're here listening to me, I will say if you can stay away from the drama, the gossip and all of it this week, you'll be better off for it. Use this opportunity with Mars square Neptune to go inward. It's the end of the moon cycle. I keep saying it. Give yourself the opportunity to rest, pull out your journal, do some dreaming. Use the Mars square Neptune as motivation to work on your dreams. Use it as motivation to get back on your meditation cushion. Use it as an opportunity to take action when it comes to healing your spirit instead of being concerned with what else is going on outside of you. Because when it comes to Neptune transits, when we can use those Neptune transits to go in and to really connect with our highest self, that's when we're going to get the best use of that transit versus dealing with the outside world because everything else is really foggy. Neptune doesn't make it clear, especially because Mars is in Gemini. It's already not clear. There's already two truths, right? It's safer in a way for you to stay inward internally focused versus externally focused this week. And I know that's really hard because there's a lot of drama out there. There's a lot of stuff happening. People are ready to roll. They have been cooped up and they want to get down. So I understand it, but hold tight because the new moon is coming. So on Saturday, we have Mercury sextile Saturn. Saturday is go the day of Saturn is going to be a really nice day because We have some nice transits after that tough Friday. So Friday's tough, but Saturday is nice. And Mercury is going to sextile Saturn. That's stabilizing communication. So maybe if you got into a fight when Mercury was conjunct Chiron on Friday and you were brutal with your honesty when you got in a fight with someone you love, Saturday, great opportunity to go apologize because Mercury will be working with Saturn. That's stabilizing and productive. And then Venus is going to be in a nice harmonious sextile with Jupiter, which is serendipitous. Jupiter brings us luck and blessings. So 
it expands the goodness of Venus. So if you've been thinking about doing something, making an investment, you've been researching it for a long time, this might be a good day to pull the trigger. This might be a day where where your ideas really catch fire because Jupiter expands everything. So if you've been working on something, your ideas might really take off. Money multiplies, ideas multiply, things multiply when we're working with Jupiter and Mars and Gemini. So this is an opportunity for expansion. So even though we're in a way contracting this week because we're at the end of the moon cycle and we're winding down, we're setting the stage for expansion, for rebirth. We keep coming back to that same idea. So the moon moves into Aries on Saturday and sets us up for a new moon on Sunday. So on Sunday, we'll have the new moon in Aries at 10.31 p.m. Eastern time. And this is a big new moon. And here's why. So the new moon in Aries is going to be at 22 degrees. So if you've been listening to me for about a year and a half, you know that back at the beginning of 2020, we had Saturn and Pluto. They they joined together at 22 degrees of Capricorn. So that was a hot degree in the sky. Now, later in 2020, pretty much the whole summer, we had Mars going back and forth, squaring Pluto. Pluto was still fairly close to that 22 degree. So there was a lot of action around that part of your chart in Capricorn and Aries. And Mars square Pluto is one of the most challenging transits that we experience because it's just a lot of ego, power, control, all those dynamics that are really challenging. So now we have this new moon at 22 degrees Aries, which is where Mars was when he was having those conversations with those Capricorn planets, Pluto, as well as Jupiter and Saturn through 2020. Because you may remember we had six months of Mars in Aries because of his retrograde pattern last year. That was rough. That was rough. Luckily this year, 2021, we have no Venus retrograde and we have no Mars retrograde. And that alone improves this year immensely. But it's a lot easier astrologically than what we were working with last year, which you know, because you've been living it. But anyway, we are activating that experience again. So Venus is actually close to this new moon. And she is going to be in a square with Pluto. And that's part of the new moon chart. So those power and control and ego issues that you might have experienced last summer, they might come up again. You might find yourself feeling infatuated or obsessive because that's how Venus square Pluto can manifest. It might be sexy. It might be really fun. It might be transformative if you're in a healthy relationship. But mind you, this can make you possessive. It can make you obsessive. It can make you feel a little crazy. But here's the thing. Again, Mars is in Gemini. There's always two. This is like our second opportunity to set a new foundation. Because remember, Saturn and Pluto, they came together at the beginning of 2020. They tore down the old foundation that we were working with. You know, Pluto came in and destroyed the way things used to be. And of course, we've lived through 2020. We know what that looked like. 
And now we had the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius at the end of 2020. And that set the stage for what the future is going to look like. But just because it came and heralded in the new chapter doesn't mean we don't have work to do. So when you want to get work done, where do you go? You go to Mars and you go to Aries, and they're the ones that get things started. They light the match. So now we have this new moon in Aries at 22 degrees, activating all of this old stuff. Going back to the beginning of the podcast, what I was talking about, the samskaras, the karmic patterns, the psychological imprints and memories that we carry. All of that is going to be activated this weekend when we have the new moon at 22 degrees Aries and Venus where Mars was squaring Pluto, who's not that far from where he was last summer because he moves super duper slow. So this is going to be an intense experience and a great experience because it's our second chance to start over. We did a lot of work last year. We saw that everything crumble, but we didn't get the chance to start rebuilding. So now we have all of that behind us and we have the opportunity to start rebuilding. What's it going to look like? We've done some work on that. We've done a lot of vision casting the past few months since 2021 began. We've done a lot of journaling, thinking about what do I want to do next? What do I want it to look like? Who do I want to be? Who would I be if I showed up as my highest self? That's something I've been asking a lot in my new moon and full moon rituals with my online yoga club students. Now we get a chance to take all of that work we've done and put it into action and set the stage and set the foundation for the next chapter. And that's really what we're doing. We're taking action. And remember, I told you, we're working with the nodes in Saturn this week. That means stuff's happening. Big stuff is happening. So some of you know that we are moving to the burbs at the end of this year after we get married and we're building a house. And so I got the call about four weeks ago that the foundation was down and that we're going to start building the walls soon. And we're going to start having weekly calls once the walls go up. And so finally the weekly calls are starting this week and the walls are going up and we're going to actually have a house, even though we've been planning this house since June. So this is a really exciting moment where you get to see all the stuff you've been dreaming of, all of the vision casting you've been doing, all of the journaling, all the visualizations, all the meditations, you get to start taking action on it. And that's what this new moon is about. You know, the astrological new year starts with spring equinox when the sun moves into Aries. But I always say that the new moon in Aries is kind of like the second shot that we get at a new year. Now, first of all, spring equinox is really the second shot we get at a new year because January 1 as the new year and we set intentions and make resolutions and get set back because it's still the dregs of winter and people are just like, oh, it's February, forget that. But then spring equinox comes and we get that second chance because astrologically, that's really the start. But then the new moon in Aries comes and that's really when it feels like, oh, okay, this is a real fresh start because of course we're used to working with the moon cycle. So use this opportunity to go back 
to your new year intentions, your spring equinox intentions, reflect on how 2021 is going, reflect on what you were interested in creating in 2020 when you were sitting at home and had nothing to do but journal and dream and watch Bridgerton and everything else on Netflix. And what do you want to do now? What do you want to take action on now that you can go back out into the world and be reborn? So it's an exciting week. I hope you take advantage of it. Until next week, I'll see you on Instagram. And uh, you can always text me as well. The number is 917-540-3401. And just write, I'm in text it to me and I'll get it. It's me. It's through an app called Community and I send out astrology updates about once or twice a week. I'm thinking about doing them a little bit more often but haven't decided quite yet. Waiting till after the new moon to decide on that. And um, I'm cooking up some other cool things for you too. I'm working on an astrology workshop for this summer that I think you'll love. So keep your eyes peeled on that. And I'm working on expanding my quarterly reading offering. So if you're interested in getting a reading four times a year with me and going a little bit deeper with your chart, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about it. It's a program I've been testing for the past few months. So lots of cool stuff is percolating, and I'm sure it's percolating for you too. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.